Welcome to Living Hope Podcasts. If you want to learn more about Living Hope and our ministries, you can find us online at livinghopecrc.ca. We hope you appreciate today's message. Growing in hope together through Jesus. Uh, this is a phrase that you'll probably see a lot throughout our, our church documents, on, in our announcements, in a lot of our slides. Um, and this is a, a central statement that speaks to um, who we are, who we long to be as a community. We long to be people who are growing in hope together through Jesus. And I bring this up right now because, well, this is the title of our sermon series um, that we're coming into, but it's also uh, something I want to focus in on as I give a ministry spotlight on small groups because it highlights the together part. Uh, it's just one of these spaces that we can be um, gathering together. If I could give a just one sentence summary of what my hope for small groups is, is that this is a place where we can cultivate belonging in this community. I could just write in belonging. Now, one thing that uh, researchers or, or sociologists um, often point out about any large group, and it includes churches, is that there's usually a, a threshold. There's a certain number of people that once it passes that, it's, it gets a lot harder to be able to have that sense of belonging and deep connection. And often they give this number around 150 people. That's kind of the popular number that they offer. They say after that, just as humans, we're, we're limited people. We, we can't keep up to date on more than that in the relationships, in uh, the changes in their lives, how people are connecting with each other. And what they say about this is merely that for communities of, that are larger than that, they need a lot of intentionality in connecting. And you might notice that Living Hope has more than 150 people, so we need to bring intentionality in the ways that we connect with one another. Um, small groups at Living Hope are ideally about uh, 8 to 12 people. Uh, some groups are more than that, some groups are less. But this is a place where we can get to know each other and it's, it's enough where it brings some of the diversity of our church body, but also small enough where you actually can build some of these deeper connections. Uh, this year, we have a new initiative where we're going to have three different times where we equip existing small groups with some materials uh, that coincide with our series. Um, but we also hope during those times, if you're not currently plugged into a small group, uh, that you can join in with that. So on this slide, it's again, really small. I can see if I can zoom in. Uh, here's the, the very titles of the, the sermon series that we're going to be coming up on. And we're planning in November to do our first four-session um, equipping for small groups. We'll have another one in January and then another one again in May. Um, and again, each of those times messy. Um, each of those times will be a space where there'll just be the opportunity uh, to use some of the resources to um, learn and dig deeper into what we're covering in, in our services together. 
Now, one practice that we are doing as we're planning ahead is not holding our plans too tightly, um, but holding them with open hands. And I say that recognizing that over the last year and a half, um, we haven't been able to encourage larger gatherings in people's homes. Uh, so one of the ways that we're planning ahead on this is we're making sure each of these times uh, that the materials will work well online. So if you need to use Zoom or something similar, uh, that this material will still be workable that way. Um, we're hoping that I'm, as time goes on, uh, that we will be able to invite um, small group gatherings uh, to come together as well. Another caveat that I just want to make is that you do not need to be part of small groups to belong here. Um, we have many other uh, ministries that offer these places of connection from our worship teams to Sunday school ministry, youth leadership, gems and cadets. Um, all of these places provide spaces where you can connect. Um, so if you're involved with one of those and you are already maxed out in your schedule, um, perhaps this is not the season to be joining small groups. But uh, if you are looking for a place to connect, uh, find a space where you can get a sense of deeper belonging, um, I highly encourage looking into uh, what we have planned for November and beyond. Uh, if you want to, uh, particularly uh, if you want to be involved with connecting with these groups, making sure that they're equipped and that... Um, that there's some follow-up happening, please talk to me. It would be helpful to have other people partner um, in this ministry. At this time, I invite you to open up your Bibles to Psalm 124 and Colossians chapter 1 for the reading of God's Word. Uh, we're, as I mentioned before, we're going to be starting our series, Growing in Hope Together Through Jesus, and today uh, we're going to be focusing in on that through Jesus part. Another thing to mention, I'm going to be reading a different translation, Robert Alter's translation for Psalm 124. Uh, he gives a very poetic way of looking at the Psalms, which is helpful, but I still invite you to follow along in your Bibles, note some of the differences, uh, but also pay attention to maybe some of these, the different way of saying it will allow you to hear it uh, a little bit differently. And afterwards, we'll still read the Colossians chapter 1. Before we read, let's pray that God illumine our hearts for receiving his word. Lord God, may your word be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Psalm 124, a song of ascents for David. Were it not the Lord who was for us, let Israel now say, were it not the Lord who was for us, when the people rose against us, then we, they would have swallowed us alive when their wrath flared hot against us. Then the waters would have swept us up, the torrent would have come up past our necks, then it would have come up past our necks, the raging waters. Blessed is the Lord, who did not make us pray for their teeth. Our life is like a bird escaped from the snare of the fowlers. The snare was broken and we escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, maker 
of heaven and earth. Colossians chapter 1. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and things on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him reconcile himself to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on a cross." Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without a blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you've heard and has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I just want to bring our attention back to the first words of this psalm. Were it not the Lord who was for us. A number of years ago, Uh, One of my friends was in a bad car accident where he needed uh, immediate medical attention. Uh, This was just for his survival. And and hearing him tell the story, there just happened to be, I'm not sure if it was uh, someone following him or driving just on the other side that saw the accident happen and was able to stop. And these people happened to be paramedics. They happened to be people with the very um, special abilities to be able to bring some of that life-preserving intervention. When he tells the story, inevitably there comes a point where he says something like this, were it not paramedics who were there for me, I I wouldn't have made it. Uh, There there was something special, something specific about the skills that they had. It it wouldn't have been the best if it was uh, an accountant or or a teacher. Those are great skills, but for in that instance, it was a specific set of skills that were needed to save. And this is the type of thing that we see in the beginning of Psalm 124. The emphasis here is that they needed a God who was powerful. They didn't need just uh, some sort of king or uh, fantastic leader. They didn't need one of the gods of the nations surrounding them. They needed someone specific. They needed the Lord. We can see it's in capital letters there. It's, it's indicating that this is the special name of God that they're calling on. Were it not the Lord who was for us, we would not have made it. This reminder is given twice as, the, as it begins. They, they're, they're invited to repeat this. And this is something that 
is to solidify that people are to remember that it is God who brings his salvation, that they, they rely on God as the creator of the world to bring the salvation. Uh, something else that, or so this is for our first point, something that we are to remind for ourselves, that it is the Lord who saves. And we are to remind ourselves of this, particularly in the midst of our journeys. Um, when I say that, I'm, I mean in the beginning of the Psalms, the first line is actually that this is a song of ascents. Um, it's telling us that this is a psalm or a song that people were to sing as they journeyed towards Jerusalem, as they ascended up towards Jerusalem. And this was a dangerous journey. So this was a song that they were to take on the way. This is, that's supposed to be a suitcase. I can draw my little person so that we can tell he's holding it. He's kind of like uh, Fräulein Maria with confidence in me. One of those, I don't know if you've watched Sound of Music recently, but okay. So there, this is a, a type of song that you're supposed to take with you on your journeys. Were it not the Lord who is with us, they're rehearsing this story of God's consistent salvation that he brings. Um, I'm not sure if you had travel songs. Whenever I went to Alberta, I just, I have, we, we had tape cassettes that we would use, and a lot of the tape cassettes had this guy, I don't know if he's familiar, uh, Larry Norman with his rocking long hair. He would sing songs like, why should the devil have all the good music? It was edgy stuff to listen to as a 10-year-old, but um, those, those types of songs were etched in as travel songs. And for the people of Israel, their travel songs are these songs of ascent. On these dangerous journeys that they would go, they would have these songs to remind them of who their salvation is. And this one begins, were it not the Lord who is for us. Living Hope's vision statement is growing in hope together through Jesus. And today I want to focus on, as I mentioned before, this through Jesus part. Because this is a part that's central to who we are and who we long to be as a church. We are a church that looks back on our history and says, were it not for Jesus working in and through us, we would not be where we are today. We are a people who remember in our journey that it is not on our own strength that we move forward, but it is God working in and through us. A few years back, uh, we had our 50th anniversary, and I like looking back at that time because we had a central verse that guided us through. It was, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And through that, we reflected on God's faithfulness throughout 50 years, that, that we had experienced God gathering us from our different backgrounds, from our different cultures, our different um, age groups, to be part of a community. It, it wasn't us that made living hope, but it was God gathering us, Jesus working through us and through the Spirit working and this psalm here gives the same reminder that it is the Lord who brings us through our journey. And, and we don't need to 
go back 50 years uh, to see these different uh, signs of God's guidance. The one thing I have uh, keep coming back to mind over this last year and a half was simply our live stream capabilities. Uh, I'm so grateful for the team uh, before I came here that had the foresight to plan the upgrades to the, the sanctuary and uh, particularly to our media. Uh, they might not have seen clearly what was ahead, uh, but in their conversations, in their prayerful deliberation, they put a plan forward where we could continue worship in some form for the last year and a half. And, and it wasn't their, their brilliant plans and schemes. They weren't thinking, okay, there's going to be a, a pandemic ahead. Uh, these were things that were outside of our knowledge. And for me, that's been a sign of God's guidance. And we need to be reminded of those stories. We need to tell these stories because I think our natural tendency is to make ourselves the center of the stories. Our natural tendency is perhaps to say, were it not me who was for us? If, if it had not been me who was on my side, we wouldn't have made it. If it had not been for our hard work, our ingenuity, to we were, our ability to toughen it out and persevere, then we would not have made it. Uh, we can end up telling stories that center on ourselves. One thing that this psalm has meant for me as I, I came across this in a devotional reading a, a few months back was that it challenged me to see where God is in the present moment. It invited me to ask the question, based on how I'm living right now, do I think this will be my testimony in a few years? Or are we living in a way that says, I will carry myself through, that I was strong enough to be my own salvation? Now, in the time of Israel, Maybe they, they were writing this, these words were it not the Lord in contrast to the other gods that the other nations were turning to. They could say, were it not the Lord in contrast to Baal of, of the Canaanites or Baal or um, Marduk of the, um, the city of Babylon. But for us, I think one of our main contenders is simply this fact that we often look towards ourselves and our own strength. And this invites us for this reminder that it is the Lord who saves. It is the Lord who carries us through. When we say that we are a community who is committed to growing in hope together through Jesus, this is part of what it means. It means that we are committed to listening to how God is guiding us. We look to our leaders in the church as people who are attentive to the Spirit's leading and guiding and we look to that for all of our members in the church, that we are attentive to where God is guiding us. We want to live that into, or we want to live into that this year just as we would with any other year, with the reminder that our testimony will be, were it not the Lord who is with us, we would not be where we are. The second note here. Jesus is our living hope. Um, our, our vision statement here guides us directly and specifically towards Jesus. 
And one of the big reasons why we point towards Jesus is because Jesus is how God reveals himself to us. Uh, The Colossians passage uh, names it this way, that the Son is the image of the invisible God. When Paul is writing that, He's fully aware as as a trained Jewish thinker that you're not supposed to have uh, images of this God, but he is saying that Jesus is the true representation of God. He's God revealed to us. This is more than just a a good moral example, more than just a, a good preacher. This is God revealed. Uh, in the psalm, we, the psalm finishes with the reminder that God is the one who created, and here he acknowledges that in him, in Jesus, all things were created. And it's not just things, it's not just plants and animals and, and things that we think of with creation, but it is power itself, that the powers and authorities and rulers that Jesus had created and is at the head of. He is the one who holds all things together. This is a very high view of Jesus. Jesus is the one who can bring that ultimate salvation, whatever the circumstance is. And where I want to leave us with in this passage is this reminder at the very end that he is the head of the body, the church. That that the church, the the capital C church, the church universal throughout the world, that Jesus is the head of the church. And I say that for those who are maybe feeling a little bit nervous about how things are going with the church, if not just in in the past year or so, maybe on a longer term. How will the church deal with the varied cultural challenges that we are facing I think Colossians chapter 1 gives a firm response that the ruler of the universe is the head of our church. When we look at Living Hope, uh, this little piece of the church here in in Abbotsford, B.C., uh, we recognize that our hope, our growing, our our working together, that we look towards Jesus because we know it is through him uh, that we are saved. And I don't know what uh, the rest of September has to offer or 2021 or 2022, but of our church and of our community, we know at the foundation we have gotten to where we are today because of God's work in and through us. In other words, uh, we are where we are because we serve a faithful Savior and we long to grow in and through Jesus The last thing I want to mention is that God works through us. Uh, If the first half, the first two points could be summarized as we grow through Jesus, I want to also include the reminder that God works in in, and through us and and the things that we do. And, And this is just how God works. This is how God operates in the world. If you look through the Old Testament, you'll find Countless examples of God choosing to work through his people uh, to bring about his salvation. A 
classic example of that is in the book of Exodus. Now, if you read the Psalms and you, and you hear a depiction of uh, the Exodus story, you might expect to see that God just like comes down and picks up Israel and then just easily just moves them down and drops them down into Israel, and it was all God's work. Um, but if you actually read through the book of Exodus, you'll note that there were a lot of people involved. There, there was Moses and Aaron and Miriam and, and others that had to do a lot of work along the way. Uh, while it is God who does the salvation, it's also God working through his people. The fact that we grow through Jesus is um, not a license towards leisure for us. It's simply a guide to where we get our strength, where we are replenished. It's a guide towards where our credit is due, that at the end of the day, we recognize it is what God has done working through us. Um, To say that God carries us through is not to say that we didn't do work. Um, The council here at Living Hope, the COVID response team, uh, the many hours that our media team has put in over the last while, and uh, the work that the rest of people were doing in their homes, this faithful opening of scripture, this um, creating new habits um, and spiritual habits in your homes. This has, there's been a lot of work in the last year. Uh, There's been a lot of things happening behind the scenes, lots of conversations, phone calls, Zoom calls, meetings and emails. And and we do all of these things as, as people that are aware that it is Spaces are each of these spaces um, that are opportunities to grow in who we are in Jesus. Uh, A visual to help us uh, think about this. Uh, This is something that uh, we've been working with um, for our staff and for council over the last few years. Um, What this is is uh, five different zones that we've divided. I know it's pretty small print up there. Um, But we have on the outsides here the varied ministries that um, are involved in in Living Hope. And then the main work here is seeing how each thing that we do, whether it's uh, our committees, whether it's the movie night in the park or, or women's ministries, everything that we're doing aren't just things that are centered around making the church work or, or making sure a program runs, that all of these things are ways of growing in who we are in Christ. All of these things center in on our discipleship as followers of Jesus. And this is the neat thing about being the church. Uh, we, we carry this responsibility together. Uh, we grow in hope together. Uh, the ministries that we run are, are run through people who are willing to see God's work in them, even if it's maybe a little intimidating. The church runs and operates on people stepping up and stepping into the different roles that God is calling them to. And I do say that knowing that we will have some ministry booths in the back afterwards. Uh, There will be opportunities to serve, uh, perhaps to grow and to to take on something that's challenging. But I also want to mention, just as I did with the small groups, uh, that for this past year, one of the gifts that many people have appreciated is a new rhythm, a slower pace, and a schedule without meeting every night. 
Um, the call here in whatever we're doing is not a return to a frantic, busy pace. The call here is simply a willingness to see where God may be calling you to be part of this community. A call to live into the story that trusts that years from today we can say, were it not the Lord who is with us, we would not be where we are. I want to invite the worship team forward. And we're going to respond in singing Living Hope, where we recall that Jesus Christ is the living hope, the resurrected and ascended one reigning on high. And as they work their way forward, I want you to consider, how do you journey with this reminder of God's salvation? Do you live in a way that trusts that the Lord is for us? And how might you be called to live into that trust? Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you for your church, and we come before you and we wonder, if you are for us, who could really be against us? Thank you that Jesus Christ is the head of the church and not any of us. Equip us and guide us here at Living Hope. May we grow in hope as we reflect on your word. May we grow together as we relearn what it means to be a community again after a season where we couldn't gather. In the times where we want to take the troubles of the world on our own shoulders, where we want a quick fix for everything in our own lives and in the lives of others, give us patience and compassion. In place of our own agendas, may you form us through and through. May we live into the mystery of doing your work in and through us. As we prayerfully seek to go where you call us, may we trust that we will have the testimony in years to come that indeed you were guiding us along the way. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope that you are encouraged and challenged in the message and through the work of the Spirit. Once again, if you want to learn more about Living Hope, you can find us online at livinghopecrc.ca.